What if I told you you can only rise as high as your perspectives? What if you're being stuck in life has a direct correlation to your perspectives? See, our perspectives are the glasses that we wear to look at the world. And if we can change the way we choose to view ourselves, the world and everything in it, we can transform the way we experience life. After all, you're only as successful as your mindset. Welcome to the 360 Perspective Podcast with Trisha, a space where I dissect different issues of life with the knowledge that if you want to live audaciously and courageously, you have to broaden, challenge, or even change your perspectives so that you can live with more clarity and awareness. My hope is that you will be mentally provoked and challenged to live differently and broaden your perspectives as you listen to the different episodes that drop every other Thursday. Welcome. Hey, another new day, another incredible episode. Welcome to today's heartfelt episode, um, one that leaves me with all types of emotions, to be honest. If you have been following my story from the very first episodes of my journey and tales of coming to America, you know that for me to actualize my dreams of studying abroad in the US, it demanded support from family members and in particular, an uncle of mine who firmly believed in everyone getting quality education. He was an extremely generous man who was fortunate and blessed financially. And so many times he would channel most of his finances to support and educate family members. A man I considered as my second dad and a man I dearly loved who not only partly raised me up but was always willing to make any sacrifices to put a smile on my face. A man whose legacy lives on forever and one I pray I live to emulate. So it was a hot summer afternoon during my school summer break in the States and I was on one of the major highways driving from my place to go and visit my best friend. We were on phone catching up and laughing just like two best friends who can't stay apart from each other would do as she gave me company on phone while I drove to her place. So while in the middle of our conversation, a call from Kenya came in, which was a bit unusual based on the time that the call was coming in. So I remember asking my friend to stay on hold as I picked up the incoming call from from Kenya. On the other line was my older sister and for some reason I began feeling a bit uneasy with a gut feeling that things were not okay. But with a firm voice she asked how I was doing and where I was. She then proceeded to ask if there was anyone around me. I began getting uneasy with her unusual questions and tried to probe her just to get you know to get her to get to the point. You know when when you live away from family and relatives the thing you're always dreading and fearing for is receiving a phone call from home only to be told that someone you love has passed on. At this point, I was certain she was calling to inform me of the death of someone I knew. So I began to calculate who could have passed on. Uh, maybe one of my really, really, really old grandparents who had, you know, lived their life, you know, their full life. Perhaps a distant relative I didn't have much connection with. Um, you know, I mean, it possibly can't be my parents or worst case scenario, maybe, but not really. But my sister kept on persisting that I needed to have someone close by like a friend before she could share the news. And so to force her to share the news, I removed my friend from hold and put them on a conference call as a way of convincing my sister that I was with someone else. Meanwhile, since I knew I was driving up to my best friend's house, I knew it would cost no harm to play this trick on my sister so that she could go straight to the point. 
And now being convinced that I was close to someone, my sister broke the news that immediately left me shattered. I no longer had the strength to drive. Right in the middle of the highway, I had to find a place to pull over. By this time, I was weeping heavily in the car. My best friend, still on phone, was completely confused while wondering what to do as we both had convinced my sister I was at her place. My dearest uncle, who would sacrifice the world to see me happy, one whom I considered to be closer than my father, had passed on from a tragic road accident. A young man who barely had hit his 40s. He was the last person in my mind or least to ever think he would pass on so early in life and so abruptly. I battled with God. I asked many questions that had no answers. I lamented and bitterly poured my heart to God. Nothing seemed to make sense in that moment. I even blamed God for making that decision or allowing it to happen and wondered why he never protected him. Where was God when all this happened? I wouldn't lie. For the first time ever, my faith was not just shaken but almost shattered. It took me about 30 minutes by the roadside sobbing heavily. All along, my friend still on phone trying to calm me down. She tried to encourage me to make my way to her place. Finally, I garnered all the strength to get back on the wheel and made my way to my best friend's place. And for the remaining week, I spent at her house bitterly sobbing and mourning my uncle. Many friends came over to console, encourage and pray with me, which I remain forever grateful to have had a family of friends that stood by me when my world was falling apart. And for closure purposes, I knew I couldn't miss my uncle's funeral, and so I made arrangements to travel back to Kenya as we laid him to rest. After the mourning period was over and after I gave myself time to go through the different grieving stages of loss, I finally came to a place of acceptance of all that had happened and made peace with it. So I made my way back to the States to finish off the remaining summer break weeks before resuming school. I remember that particular year we had made plans with my friends to, you know, travel for holiday, actually to Hawaii for vacation right before the end of our summer break. And so we'd already made the necessary payments and secured our holiday trip to Hawaii earlier in the year uh, before all these things happened, which, you know, I was very much looking forward to, you know, as, as, as a way of me getting away and clearing my mind, especially after the loss of my uncle. I remember that second week, fresh from Kenya, right before our trip to Hawaii, I was driving down the highway from my uni where I had to go check on a few things. Once again, it was still a hot summer afternoon and I used to love playing gospel music in my car during those trips to uni. Along the highway, as I was enjoying my music, I recall driving on the speeding lane and the car right next to me in the dual carriage suddenly swapped lanes and right before the car hit mine, I slightly swerved to avoid being hit. I tried to control the car to get it back to the highway, but the events that followed after, I literally saw my life flashing right in front of me. My car had completely lost control and it began swerving on the highway before suddenly veering off the highway. At this point, I knew only two things were going to happen. I either die instantly or come out alive. I recall pleading with God, trying to reason with him to spare my family the much grief that was already upon them. It was barely two weeks after laying my uncle to rest and then here comes another tragic news of my passing on at this point the car had begun rolling off the highway and doing flips like an acrobat 
Oh, my little frightened self. I shut my eyes and all I remember uttering as the car flip was Jesus hold me. For a second, I began reflecting about my life. What kind of a life had I lived? If at all the end results of the accident was death, what would I have left behind? Had I lived a full life? By then, I was around 21 or 22 years of age and many questions flooded my mind. Because I'd given my life to Christ, I genuinely had no fear then or doubts about the destiny of my soul or life after death. But I wondered whether I had loved people well, whether I had forgiven all those who had wronged me, whether in the short life I had lived, if at all, I had been fruitful in my service to humanity. And in that moment, I remember my heart was satisfied. I knew that for the few years God had given me on earth, I had lived a full life. In that moment, I realized that it wasn't about how young or old someone dies, but how well and full they have lived their lives on earth. I knew I had left a mark in the lives of the people I had interacted with. I was confident I had forgiven all those that wronged me. I knew that in all my imperfections and flaws, I had always strived to love and serve people well, and my heart was at rest. I knew that if I was going to die, I was going to leave earth, having been fruitful, having loved God passionately and those around me. See, when death comes knocking, it can only be viewed in regard to the condition of your soul. And to be able to look at one's death directly and with full confidence can only be possible if you lived a full life, one that is given completely to God. If you can honestly look into your soul and see that you strive to pursue a godly life, then you can also look directly at death with peace and calm. Death no longer becomes a scary end, but the beginning of another life where we will reign with God. As Paul says in Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. If you have lived a good and godly life, to die is indeed gain. After all the flashing thoughts about my life and death in my mind, the car finally came to a stop in an upright position. I remember opening my eyes and there was this bright light all around me. For a second there, I thought I was in heaven and was overjoyed to know that I had left the many troubles of the earth. Then I looked keenly again and realized that nope, I was still on earth. To be honest, I was kind of low-key disappointed I hadn't made it to heaven, but also at the same time, so overjoyed that God had given me a second chance to live and to live a fuller life. As I peered through trying to collect myself and process what just happened, I realized that the car had flipped and made its way back only to stop right in the middle of the highway. I had this flash of emotions and fear overwhelm me and instead of you know, trying to make my way out of the car, I began sobbing out of panic and confusion. Luckily, one of the cars had pulled over and called the ambulance. In a matter of seconds, there was an ambulance and an emergency helicopter ready to evacuate any patient who was in critical condition. And because I was the only person in the car, um, and not in any critical condition. I was trapped and rushed to the hospital by the ambulance. And by God's grace, I had not sustained any major injuries even after the MRIs and CT scans were performed on my body to check for any internal injuries. And even though my car was written off, 
I had narrowly escaped death unscathed with only minor scratches and psychological trauma to recover from. I knew that God had given me another shot in life, which I chose to daily take it as a great gift from God and chose to be more intentional with how I lived life. And even though I was too traumatized by the series of events that had happened in my life in that short season, I still gathered myself and chose to go for the girls' trip to Hawaii several days after the accident. Oh, and I'm so so glad I went because that was part of living my full life which I knew I had been given a second chance at it to enjoy life on earth once again. See none of us likes to think about death. Our every heartbeat blocks out death, pushes it away and keeps us focused on living. Yet for each one of us the reality is that death is inevitable and on that day we will leave behind our possessions obsessions accolades and everything else and in that moment the question we will be left with is how we lived our lives here on earth the condition of our souls when you stand before god and have your life examined will you rejoice over what god had accomplished through you will you have loved god with all that you are Will you have loved your neighbor as yourself? Will you have invested your life in the things that last forever? Well, my hope is that we'll be reminded daily to live a full life and to live for God because we each don't know when death will come knocking. And a person who is really living is not in any way afraid of death because they're busy pursuing purpose, are daily fulfilled, grateful and content of the life they are living. As we wind up today's episode, my reflection question to you is given the inevitability of death, how will you live differently today? Remember that when death comes knocking, it can only be viewed in regard to the condition of your soul. I hope that your outlook and perspective on matters of life and death has been challenged by this episode. Thank you so much for listening in today. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share with a friend or two. And if you have any feedback, remember you can reach me or write to me on my socials. That is at Trisha Wangari on Facebook or Instagram. Until our next episode, see you.